Welcome to the Restaurant Surgeon Podcast with your host, Ken Dudak. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Restaurant Surgeon Podcast. My name is Ken Dudak, and I'm your host for this podcast. Welcome to episode one. I'm excited to get started today. We are in very tough times in this world right now with this coronavirus, and businesses all around are struggling. But you know, the restaurant business is is struggling really bad too. And you know, there's a lot of issues in restaurants that we can work on on a regular basis to help us operate better and help us be more profitable and serve our customers better. But you know, we're in a situation right now where it's just unprecedented. And how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to recover? You know. In general, when we're not feeling well, what do we do? We go to the doctor, right? We see a doctor, he diagnose, you know, maybe prescribe some medicine, things like that. But you know, if you have a serious issue, your doctor's gonna refer you to a surgeon. And that's what we're looking to do in this in this uh, program here for you in the Restaurant Surgeon Podcast. We wanna dig deep into the real problems in the restaurant business. We want you guys to be able to have the ability and the tools to uh, dig yourself out of the crisis, but also to operate better, to make, to be more profitable and to do better for your employees. You know, the restaurant surgeon is a man named Charles Villafranca, and he's a good friend of mine. I've known Chuck for a long time, and there's no man that I know that loves this business more than Chuck does. And, you know, we're really going to tap into his wisdom, to his knowledge. He has almost 40 years in the restaurant business himself, in every, almost every area of the restaurant business, he has been extremely successful. From owning his own restaurants to working for our major suppliers in the business, you know, he has a passion and a love, not just for the business, but for restaurateurs, for the restaurant owners, for the, you know, he wants to see restaurants successful. He wants to see us growing our businesses. And I'm really excited to interview him and to work with him through this podcast. You know, we're gonna have our first interview with Chuck today. I wanna go over uh, you know, get his opinion of what's going on with this coronavirus and in the restaurant business, and how can we, as restaurant tours, dig ourselves out of it? How can we recover, and what can we do? So, I don't want to take any more of your time and go on and on myself. I want to get right to our interview with Chuck Villafranca on episode one of the Restaurant Surgeon. All right, so I'm here with Chuck Villafranca, the restaurant surgeon. And, uh, you know, in very uh, interesting times right here in the restaurant industry uh, with the uh, COVID-19 crisis going on. And uh, I have with me Chuck Villafranca, who's an expert in the restaurant, um, in all areas of the restaurant business. And uh, welcome, Chuck. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Ken. Uh, hope you're staying safe. Yes, I am. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, this is kind of a new podcast. So, uh, you know, the, you're the restaurant surgeon. Why don't you uh, take a couple minutes and just, you know, uh, tell my audience about yourself a little bit so they have an understanding of what your background is and the things that you're trying to do right now. All right. I was born and bred in the restaurant industry from dishwashing on up to corporate troubleshooting. I was a troubleshooter for Old Country Buffet for six years. I worked in marketing with U.S. Foods and Cisco for a total of 12 years combined between both companies. Owned my own restaurant, got that up to three locations. And in the interim of all that, I completed the full circle and knowing what to do, how to do it, how to make 
more money, how to get business in, and uh, picking locations out is, is absolutely huge. But obviously, a lot of people have locations already set, and they're struggling during these times. So I don't want to go on too much about me. Let's get into the nuts and bolts and how we can help these right. restaurants. <clears throat> exactly. You know, and you know your expertise, have you ever seen anything remotely as crazy as this COVID-19 going on right now? Absolutely not. This is this is absolutely insane. And unfortunately, there's going to be restaurants that go down. Uh, some of the people, this may be an actually great opportunity to get out of it. You know, some people get stuck and they're, they're basically a week to week waiting for sales to come in to make payroll, to pay their vendors, their electric bills. Those are the ones that may go down. Uh, they, they need to reach out to the small business association immediately and try to get this money as quick as they can to keep their people paid. Because if they're not, if they just close down and not paying their people, then they're, they're going to be done. The ones that are week to week are going to be gone. Right. Well, they're not going to have any money to pay the people. They're going to lay them off and then they're not going to get the loan. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of catch 22 there. So they got to get that money quick. Well, what advice would you give to a restaurant owner in order to weather this crisis? Like, you know, the ones that can sustain for a while, where would you start? If this was your restaurant right now and you still had restaurants, where would you start? What would be the... All right. Well, the first thing I would do, uh, I looked up uh, during this crisis, I looked up the Food and Drug Administration. And right now there's no evidence linking the COVID-19 to food, meaning like if you, if it's on your food and you eat it, you're not going to get sick. This is a respiratory disease and it's attacking the lungs and only the lungs. So, but people are still scared. With all that being said, people are scared to death. With every single takeout order, I would put out a safety flyer. You know, we put on gloves before we cook your meal. Then we take them off. We put on gloves when we bag your meal. Then we take them off and we put on gloves when we send your meal. Then we drop it at your door. We're not taking cash. We're only taking credit cards. Uh, come up with some kind of a safety flyer to make people feel good. You could even take the article from the FDA website and put that article that it's not being linked to food in your safety flyer. Try to make the customer as at ease as you possibly can. Um, then, because obviously they're not dining in, right? Right, so that's, no a great idea. In, so that's a great idea. Let you, you got to somehow, some way, make these customers feel safe because they're going to go to the restaurant that they feel the safest at. I don't care who you are. Right. At this point, it's really not. I mean, obviously, the quality of food and all that matters. But if they feel safe at your restaurant and your food is, I don't know, just OK, they're still going to go to your restaurant because the food is just OK. And I would also come up with a, um, a right now parents are staying home with their kids and the kids are driving the parents nuts they're trying to work from home they're jumping on their lap while they're trying to be on their computer homeschooling <laughs> they're homeschooling i mean now they got to get up and cook meals offer some kind of a, a kids lunch program where if the parents purchase five lunches for the week that they get one free you know have some healthy options in there uh anything to take the pressure off of the parents I mean, it's very difficult right now. They, they're rolling outside. They got to break away from their job. If they're working at home, take the kids for a walk, watch them in the backyard. 
it's very difficult for the parents right now. Everybody's stressed out. So whatever a restaurant can do to take some stress off of that family is going to help. Wow, that's excellent advice. You know, people don't think about that, like, you know, planning meals. No, they, they don't. They don't think about it. And maybe, like right now, when you do mailers by zip code, mm-hmm. right now is a great time to actually take advantage of that. A lot of people just kind of throw them out when you do a little flyer, you know, you do a three-by-five card, right. you know, buy one, get one free dinner, whatever. And a lot of people just toss it in the garbage. They don't read it. It sits on the dresser or whatever. But right now is a great time to take advantage of that because people are going to look at it. When right. they see food on that picture, they're going to look at it real quick because of the crisis that's going on. Right. And people so, get tired of cooking or people aren't used to cooking normally. Like, you know, out so not only that, but no one wants to go to the grocery store no. either. So right. what is safer? Going to the grocery store, running into people that might be sick, picking up. Like, did you see the one uh, kid on the news that was licking the cereal boxes? He actually got arrested for terrorism. No. Yeah, he was licking the food boxes at the yeah. grocery store. So people are afraid of that, too. Right. But they know they have to get food. We right. have to eat. Yeah, and, you know, everybody's home. So, you know, like normally my wife and I were talking, they were making dinner. It's like, you know, normally my son is working or he's we don't see him for a day or two because he's busy out with his friends. It's like, you know, now we got to plan meals for everybody being here and not just for my wife and I or for just three of us, you know. And like you said, people are looking for other options. You know, Absolutely. so restaurants can Absolutely. cater into no that. No doubt about it. Even dinner packages can. They can even uh, put together a meal for two, a meal for four, a meal for eight, a meal for six. Whatever they want to do. Be creative right now. Right. And they they kind of have the time. If you're paying your employees anyway, right? Well, why not have somebody work from home that's creative to make your flyers up? Because you can't have everybody in your restaurant right now. You can't have right. all your employees working. You only have a few because it's takeout. So you do have other employees that you're still paying. So get them to work in the marketing end of things, somehow making phone calls to, to people, social, reaching out yeah, to people. Social media, being on Facebook, interacting Something. with your customers. Yeah, Whatever yeah. they possibly can do on social media to help your takeout business during this really hard time. Because you, you're paying them anyway. So right. not only that, but they're going to feel important as well. Right. They're not going to feel like, you know, they're left out of the mix. They're right. hearing from the owner. The owner's checking in with them. How you doing? What did you do today? It kind of makes everybody have a purpose. Right now, we all need a purpose during this crisis. Right. You know, we are in unprecedented times in America. You know, what do you think as the restaurant surgeon, your opinion, you know, is going to, what's going to, what do you think is going to happen to the restaurant industry as a whole? I mean, what do you think? I mean, oh, it's tough. Uh, I think your week to week people, uh, I think a lot of them are going to go down. Unfortunately, you know, it's real unfortunate, but the people that are waiting for Friday and Saturday night sales to pay payroll, that's, that's going to be tough for them to survive. It's going to be almost impossible for them to survive. But if they sit back right now and they start looking at every single operating expense, you'd be surprised on how much money that these restaurants are losing on the operating expense side of it. Like just take your, in New York state, when you have your takeout business, especially now when you're doing all takeout, right? These paper companies and these vendors in many cases do not set you up with a resale certificate. Which, well, and what that means is anything that leaves your business. Yeah. Explain that. At, 
Right. Everything that leaves your business for takeout is not taxed. So if you have straws, that can be used in or out, so that's going to be a taxable item. If you have a pizza box that's not taxable, that's going out only. So you need to look at your invoices and to make sure you're not getting sales tax on that. Because a lot of restaurant or a lot of sorry, a lot of vendors are charging tax on those products. And that's how some of the actual paper companies can come in a lot lower than your food vendor because they're getting an additional eight and eight point seven five percent profit on that takeout item because they're charging you sales tax. And when the company purchases that product, they're not paying tax on it. So it's a double bang for the actual company themselves. Right. So they're actually everybody getting an extra eight percent. Everybody right, everybody needs to look at those invoices, look at those products. You can go on the New York State website. You can print the list. They have a list on the website of what's not taxable for takeout items. Make sure you're not being taxed on that. Now, here's the, the best part. Let's say you find out you're being taxed. You can go back six years and get credit from the state. All you got to do is do, your, do an audit. You know, get as many invoices as you can. Hopefully, you saved them all. Go to your accountant. You know, Dig up all your paper invoices or if you have a separate paper company, and you just do an audit. And then you submit that to the state, and up to six years, you're going to get reimbursed that money. Wow, that could be exp- that could be a pretty high number for especially like a small pizza place. I did it for uh, for one of my clients. I got him back over six thousand dollars. It was about wow. thirteen hundred bucks a year, and we went back. We could only go back four years. He didn't have anything past four years. So how how much time did that take you to do that that one specific audit with that customer? That audit that probably took me for four years going through. Well, he, it was a little bit easier for him because he was dealing with just a paper company, right? So it was a little bit easier. I didn't have to dig up the food vending invoices right. and look through it all and find the categories. It was all just right there. So I had the list with me of the state, what's taxable, what's not. I did it on an Excel spreadsheet. I put the prices in there. You know, how many right. in year one, year two, year three, I put the year on there. How many of each item that he bought, what the tax was, extended it out, and I did it that way. And that's And you got to send the report that you did in to the state with the invoices. So you make copy of the invoices. You got to keep your invoices in case the state loses them because you right. know what that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get back some serious money. I had another client get back 1300 Right, and uh, it probably didn't take him a lot of that much time. And right now, what do we have time, right? Because everybody's not working, bring right? Employee, bring an employee in to sit in your office. Yeah. This is what you need them to do. That $6,000 could actually probably fund a small restaurant for a month right now you know it's it's a lot of money and if anybody is i mean i can go on about operating expenses we'll, you know in our future podcast we could talk uh you know more more things about you know and how they can save on right. their operating expense end of things but that's just one quick example of what people could start looking at i mean you take your insurance now right your liability insurance i'm gonna get me going ken yeah well let's <laughs> well that's actually another <laughs> series i want to do with you is operating expenses last tip. you take your liability insurance now right mm-hmm. that is based off of your sales volume so if you go with an insurance company and they're figuring out your liability cost and what they're going to charge you they're going to say how many you know i'm going to do 2.4 million in sales this year well you're charged based on that 2.4 million because of uh the, the higher guest count coming in the more chance of accident or foodborne illness right, right yes now your sales for this year coming up is going to be half that. You're going to lose half your sales. So you need to call those insurance companies right now and readjust that sales volume. So right. your insurance 
is going to go right down immediately on your liability insurance. Yeah, that's so that's two huge things that restaurants can do right now to find right now. some find some hidden income possibly, right? It's there. Yeah. It's so, there. You know, and consolidating vendors is another one. If you're buying from 3, 4, 5 vendors right now, you need to go to one. They could charge you less money. Yeah. The more about, you know, just don't forget that your vendor needs the sales too. Right? Right. And and if you take all your sales and combine that with one vendor, you're probably going to get better pricing. Not only that, they're more likely to give you samples and and reach out to the brokers, the Tysons of the world that have tons of money right now and get you five free cases of chicken fingers or something yeah. to help you as a restaurant get through this time. Right. You know, before this crisis, you know, the industry was leaning more towards the quick service, the takeouts, the online ordering. You know, that was actually going – that was actually – outdoing the uh people dining out now well, it's always been like a six billion dollar industry right oh. but most restaurants were really pushing more towards the the dining out and things like that or the right the private sector finally caught on to it right the takeout and the online ordering but you know i'm sure that once people are able to get out again is everybody's so trapped in their homes from being quarantined that they're going to want to get out again and that's going to be a great way for restaurants to win back customers well you here's know? the thing right mm -hmm. it's even if this ended tomorrow it's going to be another two to three months before people forget right? and are feel comfortable. No one's going to come into your restaurant. If this ended tomorrow, no one's going to come into your restaurant for a Friday night fish fry and sit with 120 people this week. No, maybe not this week, but definitely people want to get out. I mean, they definitely... want to get out, but they're not <laughs> yeah. going to go in big crowds still. They're right. still going to be very tentative for a few months. Right. It's just the way people, it's, it's their nature. Yeah. Well, so, well what ideas... Will, but they still will do more heavy on the takeout. You'll start gaining more business on the takeout end of things when this thing goes away as well. Right. Because they don't want to come in, but they want to go out. Right. So what ideas would you give restaurant owners to capitalize on that surge when people start start going out again? Like, Would you, would, would would you try would to get them to dine right in? Now, right now I'd be working on my menu. Okay. I would have enough, uh, I'd be working on my menu, my menu pricing. Uh, getting different items in that are new to the customer. And then, you know, if somebody's coming to your restaurant over and over and you got the same menu, same menu, same menu, you know, maybe have some new salads, some new exciting items, uh, make sure everything that you put on your menu that you profitize it. Because in some cases, you could sell something that looks so attractive on the menu to a guest and you could make $10 profit on that. And you're only selling it for eleven ninety nine or something stupid. All right. So you have to look at every single possible angle and, and start start your marketing campaign. You know, like I said, with those zip code flyers when people are ready to go out. You know, bring this in and receive something. I don't know, anything. Reach out to your Pepsi companies. Give away a TV for football season. They're only 500 bucks nowadays for a beautiful TV. Run some kind of promotion like that. That's a good idea. You've done yeah. stuff like that before and always had great success yeah, I mean, with it, right? Buy a bicycle, buy a TV. Um, in some cases, if you're dealing with like a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola and you're doing decent high volume, they'll give you that stuff for free. Or they'll, or what they'll do is give you enough product to pay for that TV. Right. If you tell them, I want to run a promotion, um, I need $500 in free product because my TV costs me 500 bucks, And they'll give you free product to offset the TV cost. Awesome. And all you got to do is, you know, the promotion runs with kind of 
a Pepsi sponsor. You don't make it seem like it's coming from Pepsi, but like a Pepsi kind of sponsor. All right. You know, so to, anything, anything that'll help people feel good. Right. So it's all about feel good. So, uh, another question I'd like to ask you real quick is the news just, just came on the news today that McDonald's, uh, they're actually going to have their employees start wearing masks while they're working now. Do you think that's a good idea? I think restaurants should should start doing that with their employees. I mean, we already they already always wear gloves normally for food prep, but do you think it'll add more to the fear if restaurants start requiring their employees that are working to wear masks? I think that there's, there's another catch twenty two with that because what they're saying on TV is that these masks do not protect you, the one who's wearing the mask. It right. protects the other person that's by the person. So I can't spit on you if, if, if right. being blunt. So now what people are going to start to think is, is that person sick? Right. Because they're hearing on the news constantly that it's not going to help you. It's going to help you not get somebody else sick. Right. So if I'm wearing that mask, is somebody going to think I'm sick? Right, you tend to, would, yeah, you tend to kind of veer away from people that wear the masks for some reason. You know, what I mean, right, it's just I, your, you think they're sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because before all this happened, if you seen some of the mask, you know, they were keeping themselves from getting sick. I think that's my opinion. You know, what I mean, oh, that person's not feeling good or having, you know, they're, they have something that they need to wear a mask in public. You know. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm 59 years old, so when I go out, we have a few masks here. Um, so I'm going to wear two of them. I'm going to take the one that you wear yourself that stops somebody else from getting sick. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take another mask and flip it around so it protects me. So it'll be like a two-sided mask. That's a good idea. Yeah, so it'll protect me and the person. Right. So that's what I'm going to start doing because I fear it too. I'm a smoker. You know, I'll admit it. And I'm older. I don't have any underlying conditions, but I've been smoking for a long time, and I'm older, so does that make me vulnerable? Well, it is a respiratory thing, so obviously you don't want that affecting your breathing at all. So, right. yeah, I'm definitely. Smoker, so I'm sure it's not going to help. Yeah. So what are your plans? I mean, what do you got going on with yourself? I mean, are you, uh, you know... Well, right now we just created a new um, recipe that we're trying to get into. Not trying. We're, on, we're in the process of getting it packaged and into the grocery stores and getting it packaged for the seasonal restaurants coming up. So we're hoping that this thing's going to be completely done by the time the seasonal restaurants open. Because the product that we're making is big for the seasonal restaurants coming up for the summertime. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do a podcast just on that coming up soon. So, well, I really appreciate your time with me this afternoon and uh, this evening, actually. And, uh, it's a good start, I think, what we're trying to do here, trying to help, you know, our fellow restaurant restaurateurs and, uh, you know, your your advice and your experiences is, is, is They amazing. should be looking at every, anybody they've ever cut a check to that they're still doing business with, they need to be looking at every single thing. Do I need my linen anymore? Cut them out. Yeah. And so on. You know, they, they just need to make sure... Yeah that every single aspect of their operating expenses is buttoned up to the tightest possible yep. strength that they can tighten it to. I hear you. And right. they, uh, one last thing, Ken. Yep. During this very difficult time when you have all these people applying for unemployment, 
they need to pay attention to even though they're making payroll through this loan deal you know, are the states going to jack the unemployment insurance percentage when they're paying payroll they need to hmm. keep their eye on that yeah that's a good question that's another way for the state to sneak in and say okay well we got to get some of this money back yeah so we're going to drop in another percent on every restaurant or every business i should say because yeah. it's, it's the government's money anyway right you cover so the cost yeah yeah so let so the states may try to play their game and yeah. jump that percentage to get the money back from this federal government. Yeah, so excellent. They need, to, they need to make they need to look at their payroll numbers coming in and making sure that that doesn't change on them. Right. You know, wouldn't put it past them. Yep, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll do it if they can. They're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. We know the government doesn't like to give away money. <laughs> the state <laughs> is going to say, "Well, they're getting all this money for free, right. so we got to do our thing, so we're going to take some of it." I hear you. So they need to really watch that, and they could probably get that immediately adjusted due to this crisis. Right. Hey, look, my people are not going on unemployment. I'm paying that. Don't be jacking my percent. Right. Right, because after a while, it's supposed to turn into a grant. So, you know. Well, oh my God, it depends. If you if you got to let's say these restaurants that have you know 300 people or something, you know, because they have six seven locations, and you know they jump at one percent, and their payroll's twenty grand. Do the math. That's a thousand a week. Yeah. You know, it, it could be that bad. Right. I mean, so they need, and you, like you said, over the course of a year, even if you only have 10 people employed, over the course of a year, it still comes up to four or five grand. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. They'll take it if they can. Yep. But if you're watching it, then they may not. Right. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up our interview for today. Appreciate your time. I know I could keep going forever. I know. Well, we want to keep all right. Yeah. out there. Well, we want to um, keep them. Well, that was our interview with Chuck Villafranca, our restaurant surgeon. Not sure what happened there at the end of that uh, technical uh, glitch, maybe there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is our first podcast, and uh, we are definitely going to be developing this and making it better. So, please tune in to our next episode. We're going to be doing a, some really awesome things. We'll really get some good information out there for restaurant owners so that you guys can weather this crisis and get your restaurants back up and run them even more efficiently and profitable than before. I'm Ken Dudak, and you're listening to the Restaurant Surgeon Podcast. First aid for operations. Have a great day, everybody.